When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We love celebrating all things women in rugby in this program, and we're so lucky to have Sine joining us on the show. Again, thank you so much for giving up your time. We, we know that you've got whānau here in New Zealand and you could be spending it with them, so we appreciate it so much. But just on on your own career, it has been a remarkable career. You started off playing in New Zealand, watching your brothers from a very your brother from a very young age, as you've said. You moved over to Ireland in 2009 with your partner. And you've won Six Nations, you've won the Grand Slam, you've played for Connaught, you've played for Leicester. It has been something so special. You've even been labelled one of the most influential uh, sportswomen in Ireland, which I read this and I'm like, wow, wow, this is is seriously amazing. And I feel like your story and your journey needs to be told. Um, Can we go back to you growing up? You grew up in Omaru with your siblings and a solo mum. Your mum must be the most incredible woman. You know? Oh, Kirsty, thanks so much for having me here. Like, such an honour to to chat with you. My family is a big fans of yours. Um, yeah, my mum is phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, she's uh, she's awesome. Yeah, four uh, four kids in the uh, north of Otago, Wamaru, and uh, yeah, she's still going strong. Mm. And was sport always it growing up? Did you guys play everything? And was there just so much competition between you and your siblings? <laughs> um, Oh, we had a small house, massive backyard, so, you know, naturally you just get out and, and play all sorts. Um, there was us four, and then, you know, cousins, a few cousins around as well. So, yeah, that was good fun, yeah. And, and when did you first fall in love with rugby? When did you know, that's my sport? When I was watching, uh, we'd go down to Centennial Park in Wamaru watching, you know, Old Boys was my brother's team and uh, North Otago, go along, watch him, and he was number 10. And he kind of uh, he reminded me. Don't laugh me. He reminded me of a uh, Carlos Spencer kind of that those vibes. And uh, <laughs> I remember they'd win games, and community will be on. Everyone will be. Oh, this is amazing, you know. Just to see the impact, expressing yourself on the pitch, and you know, contributing to the team, what it does to your community. Mm. I was just really inspired by it, and I was like, oh, I just wanted to get involved and then I I did and then I just sort of joined in school Uh, but basketball was my first sport and then played a few others you know netball and those sorts of things but um, as I got older I thought oh rugby felt a bit more inclusive and a bit more accessible for me and uh, yeah just went from there. What is your favourite rugby memory? What's something that you think back of and, and it makes you happy? Oh Awesome question. Because um, my niece is playing now too, so it's just awesome to to, now you get to watch they, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I think Captain in Ireland having the responsibility of um, Captain in Ireland against England uh, in Twickenham, and it was one of those things where um, I'd been vi- I'm vice captain for, uh, was vice captain for a few years, so you know my role is to support our. Kira Griffin at the time, uh, she's retired, so 
both of us have uh, retired. But um, in that era, it was one of those things that uh, she she was injured for a game, and it was that one. So the week after, had to you know step into that and and do that you know one or two three times. Um, yeah, that was probably special because uh, it was a different type of reflection in terms of you know I'll, I'll always be proud of where I come from, and then mm. I'll also also be proud of being Irish and I think um, it was rugby that you know gave me that uh, sense of um, belonging and contribution not just from where I come from but also for the girls in the room at that time and for what it would mean to to Ireland Um, yeah Amazing occasion and congratulations as well. That is so wonderful, captaining oh. Ireland. You know, like it's it's incredible. And and winning the Six Nations and winning the Grand Slam in in twenty sixteen. What is that like? Can you give us some sort of understanding of what women's rugby is like over in the UK and Europe? Oh, thanks, Kirsty. I actually so yeah, very f- fortunate to be a part of the squad to win the 2015 uh, Six Nations. 2015, and, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're okay. I actually came in the year after the girls won the Grand Slam. And if anything, uh, or not the year after, like a, a couple of years after they won the Grand Slam. And if anything, I was inspired to, you know, try and make my way into the 15 squad because of the Grand Slam win. That actually inspired me and uh, the likes of your Lynn Campwells and Nora Stapleton. Lynn's here actually, she's the mm. director of <laughs> Women's Rugby for South Africa. Which so is amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Um, so we were just chatting about it yesterday, actually, just quite funny that you inspired me to come back in 15s and now I'm like <laughs> commentating on this. Um, but um, yeah, the it, it was, um can't quite articulate this, uh, Kirsty, it was special. It was yeah. an honour and obviously a, a proud moment. Um, for the team and then for the country and then obviously for my family and friends. Um, I'd gone to Ireland to support George's career and mm. um, and he did wonderful as well for him. And, uh, yeah, to, to have that um, experience and sort of work twice as hard in some ways. Um, have many years here in New Zealand sort of training through academy systems and all that sort of stuff and then go to Ireland and relearn everything. And, uh, yeah, that was something that I'm proud of because I – I think for me, um, it took uh, just that sort of attitude to never give up. Take us back to the moment where you decided to pack up, leave your whanau, your support systems in New Zealand and and head over to the UK and, and make that move to Ireland. What did you think you'd be doing? You know, Did you ever imagine that you'd be captaining Ireland, playing at Twickenham, playing in the Six Nations, going to a home Rugby World Cup in 2017? Had, did you have any idea that this was to come when you moved over? No way. Yeah, no, I, I went purely to support. Mm. Um, George, I actually thought I'd, you know, just ready to sort of, um, you know, I thought I'd be, you know, ready to settle and have, you know, start a family and those sorts of things. And the the, the irony was that uh, when I went there and uh, met just our awesome rugby family, Conduct Rugby First and all the other foreigners that were there, and they're just wonderful. Then I realised like a, you know, couple of months into it and those sorts of things, I was thinking, oh... I need to do something else before that. I just felt that intrinsic motivation before I get to that. Yeah. I, I need to make sure I, um, you know, serve a purpose that took so many years for me to train and not, well, you know, 
not that it was not not waste it, but um, just see where I can get with it. And that's actually they actually then and a number of other things kind of inspired me to just yeah, I might as well go for it. Life is too short. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you've achieved all these things on the field, but it hasn't always been easy off the field. Some of the sacrifices that I'm sure you've had to make, there's been health scares along the way, which I won't go into unless you want to, um, making it to New Zealand trials, but but not playing for New Zealand. You've gone through through all of this. And when you, when you look at what you've done and you think back to some of these moments, like how do you feel? You must be so proud of yourself. Oh, thanks, Kirsty. Oh, I feel. Um, oh, you, I'm not sure if you're someone of it. Like, you should be proud of yourself. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, it's, it's not me, to be honest. You know, it's it's one of those things that you never really. I don't sort of dwell on too much because certainly there's so many other people who are doing just incredible, wonderful things, and so many other people who are struggling with so many things. So you just sort of you know, chip away and do your thing. Um, yeah. You're amazing. You're an amazing person. Um, before we let you go, just just a couple more things. Um, you're now working for World Rugby as part of the Women's Advisory Council and you've got your own business as well. You're such a, you're so successful, honestly. It's, it's remarkable. And I know you're so humble and you probably don't want to talk about this, but when there's articles in the Times in Ireland that are, is labelling you like one of the most influential women, how does that make you feel? Honestly, I, I genuinely, Kirsten, like obviously it's, a, it's very humbling, yeah. but it's honestly not about me. Like, like... I, I genuinely I, I'm grateful that there is a recognition there. Yeah. But no way. It's not about me. It's um like there's a reason that someone is elevated and it's always because of the team. So so that was a some things are from a sports thing and there's no way I would have got there without my club or my mm-hmm. province or the countries like Ireland rugby as a team. Um and then other certain things, you know, there's no way that um I'd whoever it is would get there without the village. So it's more um, a duty, you know, as in like, yeah, I'm just, for me, from a self-awareness, for me to be um, productive and those sorts of things, I can't let things overwhelm me too much and just, yeah, be um, sort of structured and strategic just so I can deliver and then let let the action speak for itself and... If that was it, then that was it. But it wasn't just me. Yeah, yeah. You're you're such a humble person, and I can see why you're loved by so many as well. It's truly like a pleasure for me to be oh. able to meet you. Um, on this show, we want to inspire people. That's really what we're all about here on the Black Fern Show. We want people to pick up a rugby ball. We want young girls to pick up a rugby ball. We want teenagers to do it. We want to encourage uh, people from all walks of life to watch the game as well. What would you like to say? Is there is there a message that you have for people that are listening to the show that would like to play the game, would love to watch the game? What would you say to them? Oh, thanks, Kirsty, for that, those kind words and the opportunity here. Now, something simple that anyone can do if it is that you want to support the women's game, and it's not even in rugby, it's in all sports, mm. is you can simply just watch it, message a player who plays a sport to say good luck in your training, you could just con- you find ways to connect. There's a million ways you could connect with you know players and teams, 
And there's a number of ways you can just support by watching or going along, taking your family to the games. Um, yeah, those are some of the, I just think, some practical, easy things people can do because you doing that just makes you a part of it. Yeah. And um, if I were you and, and you're a newcomer to the women's game, it, we're just getting started. This World Cup is obviously 15's World Cup. is a pinnacle event in the 15's game. Next year, there's going to be just a brand new global women's competition. How Three good. Tiers. Three tiers. How good. So inclusive. Yep. All the regions involved. Never had that ever before, mm. not even in the men's game. So this is just the beginning, and um, you know your support in those ways will go a very, very long way um, to ensuring that girls and women have the same opportunities as boys and men do. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for everything that you've done on the field. Thank you for everything you've done off it and all that you will do because I know there's so much more still to come as well. You've inspired so many and you've inspired me just sitting at the same table as me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on our Blackburn show and inspiring so many people that are listening. Thank you so much, Kirsty, and thank you so much to the Blackburns as well for inspiring all of us. 100%.